Amina is an activist during the Arab Spring. Her blog, Gay Girl in Damascus, attracts readers from around the world. When she's mysteriously abducted, her followers mobilize, desperate to save her. What they find shocks them. I'm Samira Moyedin, the host of Gay Girl Gone, a new six-part series from CBC. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Wellness. 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 Vitamins and supplements. Ozempic and Wegovy. The detox diet. Sweat out the toxins. I eat more than bone broth and vegetables. I always like try and get a little bit of meditating in. Try out cryotherapy. Corporate wellness company. Any kind of skincare, any kind of self-care. But I take it almost regularly. No wonder your skin looks great. Well, today in our next installment of our new series, Well Founded, looking at the global wellness industry and what works and what's just an expensive sales pitch, we take a look at the role of exercise in aging. And our first stop is the pool deck at the Guildford Aquatic Centre in Surrey, British Columbia. I'm going to swim. (laughs) So, Betty, is there any chance I'm going to get you to do the 100 backstroke in a race? I am going to try. Yes? Yes. Because I think that you could do a good job with the 100 backstroke. Yeah, I will try to do that. Yeah. 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 So I, I will I, have to watch you practice, do the backstroke a little bit. I, I will practice the backstroke. Okay. Betty Brussel is about to dive into a training session. She is tucking her hair into a pink swim cap. Her blue and white suit reads White Rock Waves Masters Swim Club. And it's fair to say that Betty fits comfortably into the Masters category. She's 99 years old. She's a competitive swimmer. And today she's getting last-minute instructions from her coach, Linda Stanley Wilson. It's all to prepare for her next meet after a great showing earlier this month in Victoria. I swam just tried very hard and I got three... Uh, new world records <laughs> in the 400 freestyle, 50 breast, and 50 back. And 50 back, yes. Well, I've always been swimming, you know, just outside like kids do and on holidays. And when we retired, we lived in Grand Forks, and the swim-offs for the senior games came there a year and I was watching and they said, you can do that. So uh, the next year I swam in the senior games and I did one lane breaststroke and I didn't even do it right <laughs> because I'd never been taught anything. I just picked it up and I was 68 foot when I first time I went, yeah. It is an impressive trajectory, from not doing it right to multiple world records. But for Betty, her swimming and exercise more generally are about more than just winning. When you swim, I count my lanes. So I can't, you can't really think of anything else because I lose count. <laughs> so start doing stuff, whatever you want to do. I walk a lot too. I, if I, I swim twice a week and... The days when I don't swim, I walk. I live on a hill, I go uphill uh, slowly, and then I go down and I go faster. <laughs> because my kids are always saying, Mom, don't go so fast. <laughs> it's a habit, you know. I'm basically a happy person, you know. 
anything happened. I just only thought of what I had left. And usually it's enough, you know? Yeah. And what's the goal for uh, the next, for this year ahead, 2024? Just be able to swim. You know, the records and stuff never has been that. I didn't even know how many I had. I had to go look and find them and count them. (laughs) So, yeah, and medals too. It's nice to get a medal, but when I have a good time, it's fine. I think Betty really likes being around the team, and we all love her. So I think you might like that just a little bit, yes? Yes. Oh, I love to be with the team. I love people, yes. You see, when you are older, most of my friends have either died or gone in homes. Or, you know, I lost most of my friends. And if I like to be with people, yeah. Betty comes to all of our social events, and she comes to the restaurant after the swim, and she's usually one of the last people to leave. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm looking forward to my birthday. Yes. In July, I'll be 100. (laughs) She's amazing. Larkin Daly all knows uh, all about high-achieving seniors. He is an assistant lecturer in sport and exercise science at the Technological University of the Shannon in Ireland. And part of his research involves examining the impact of exercise on seniors. And so in that work, he suggested his team do some scientific research on his grandfather, Richard Morgan. Larkin, hello. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. Tell me about your grandfather. He is also remarkable. He's 93 years old. What has he achieved? Yeah, he's a fantastic guy, a brilliant uh, grandfather to me, certainly. Um, basically, his, his story with the rowing, he started at the age of 73. He never really did any structured exercise before that. Prior to being in school, he might have played uh, some hurling, which is a sport we have here in Ireland. But basically, my first cousin, so his other grandson, was a competitive rower. He got a scholarship to Harvard. He used to bring him to training. One of the days while he was there waiting, he hopped on a rower himself and gave it a bit of a go. One of the coaches saw him and said, you know, you have a great technique there. You should actually try and do this. Um, and then from there on, he, he started to go really into it, training a lot. At his peak, he'd be training twice a day. It could be one or two hours plus sessions, that type of thing. Um, so definitely very fit. And then me being a sports scientist, I've always followed him with interest. I went to two world championships with him in America, which was fantastic to see and to be there with him. Um, But then beyond that, I said, look, I might as well study this guy. He's going to have a very interesting physiology. Um, And that's exactly what we found when we did the analysis last year. So he's he's won, what, four world championships? Yeah, he's won um, four world championships. I think he's got probably four or five more medals at world championship level. So he did a a good number of them. And then you say... uh, Probably he'd be getting medals anytime he'd be going to national championships as well. Um, so he, he's having a good career with it for sure. And he never really exercised before he was in his 70s. Yeah, so he started at 73. Before that, nothing much really. Um, he even used to smoke a lot when he was probably in his 40s up to that point. Um, he started smoking very young. So really it's kind of, he's flipped it on its head and he's he's actually developed his physical capacities very highly now, we'd say. Um, which is very interesting. So what sort of tests did you do on him in the lab? We basically got him in. We assessed his body composition first. So basically what we found there, he was very lean, low body fat. 
but probably more importantly, the high amount of muscle mass, um, which is a very good indicator of, of his health, wellness, and obviously his physical capacity. Then we assessed some resting and exercise trials. We basically simulated a two kilometer race and we essentially just monitored his body, his oxygen consumption, his heart, his lungs, how everything behaved essentially during the trial. We would normally probably go for an incremental trial to take him up to a VO2 max, but he has some challenges with his hearing, even seeing the monitor. So we just said, look, we'll do something unique here. But we got some even possibly a lot more interesting data from it, um, which is very encouraging. What did you find out about your 93-year-old grandfather and how fit he really is? So one of the tests we assess, basically, when you initiate exercise, when you're at a rest and then go up to a whatever a higher or moderate workload, the speed that you can increase your oxygen consumption to meet that demands, superior athletes will get that up much faster, much like starting a Ferrari versus a very old car you'd have. It might be a while starting. Similar idea, the faster that comes up, the better the athletes. The values he had in terms of the speed to get up to that would be what you'd typically see for a 30-year-old who is healthy um, and moderately active. Um, so that's pretty astonishing given he's 92 at the time when we did the test. So, I mean, the easy way to put that is like he's, he would be as fit or as healthy as a 30-some-year-old in his 90s. Definitely some with that score, particularly, we found that that was similar to someone of that age. Yeah. Um, he, he probably wouldn't have, you know, the strength or power or different things, certainly depending on the metric you looked at. But according to that one, for sure, he has that that value, which is similar to a, a 30 year old. But he's also, I mean, you said he's 80 um, percent muscle and like 15 percent body fat. Yeah, very, very high levels of muscle, um, which is probably just due to his his diet be high in protein but probably even more so his regular training and his inclusion of a lot of resistance exercise which is very important we know elderly participants elderly people lose a lot of muscle mass but probably even more important than that they lose the muscle function so you might lose 10 percent of your muscle mass but you might lose 30 percent of your strength or power which is even more detrimental so he has almost certainly maintained that through the combination of the rowing and his other weightlifting exercises, which he does. How, how often does he exercise and how much does he exercise? So he would typically vary it a bit, depending on the time of the year. He would normally, he'd probably compete and then nearly within a few days, he's back training for next year already. So he's kind of going all year, take some days off for sure, maybe one a week, something like that. Um, at higher levels of training, as I kind of mentioned, he does two sessions a day, so one in the morning, one in the evening, and he might do some weightlifting exercises twice a week, you know, taking them fairly intense. He has dumbbells there. He'd be doing lunges, bicep curls, rows, um, things like that. He would vary the training a bit. A lot of the time would be volume focused, very consistent. So his total mileage for a year would be high. Um, he might say, look, I, I'm going to row 15 kilometers today, either spread between two sessions, however he wants to do it. So he'd have a target, I'm going to hit this amount of distance. And he'd go at a steady, relatively steady pace. In addition to that, he might include some intervals or some high intensity stuff. But mostly it was low intensity, steady state type work. I'm 40 years younger than he is. And I think I'm fairly fit. And I feel totally lazy in comparison to what you've just said. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's it's an exceptional routine, really. Um, 
you know, for me, I'm I'm so inspired by the whole thing. I'd probably, when I'm retired and I've loads of time, I, I can see myself doing exactly the same thing. So, um, but I would say his routine by accident or by design is probably the perfect recipe for your health and well-being. So mm. thinking of the rowing, it's a real full body exercise where we have a demand for oxygen all around the body, upper and lower. That's going to put a good stress on the heart, challenge the heart, challenge the cardiovascular system, and then improve your fitness uh, as a result. Combined with the weightlifting he was doing, he's getting all the muscular power, strength, and, and muscle mass that we'd like to see. And that is like a full package, really, of exceptional health. I would say. There really is also something to be learned from the fact that it doesn't matter. You can start whenever. If you feel like, as I said earlier, the window for working out has passed you by, that's not the case. Absolutely not. So I suppose with a number of these studies, well, there's very few of them. As you can imagine, it's hard to find these type of individuals, of course. But what we often would see, they might have been an Olympic champion in their youth. They might have been training their whole life. And essentially, that's what they're used to. They just kept going. But he followed a different trajectory in that he had, you know, no background until 73 and then significantly developed it. So that's the key takeaway there, we'd say, is that these things are highly plastic. They can adapt. You put a stress, whether it's from weightlifting or a cardiovascular exercise, the body will respond and adapt mm. at any age. And some new even research from colleagues in the Netherlands, other work from Luke van Loon, we see that. They had groups of people over the age of 85 and they put them on a weight a training program. They actually gained a lot of muscle mass and strength at very, very advanced ages. So definitely no no time is too late. Start now, I would say, for sure. And the body will respond. I'll let you go. But I, just the last thing, I, there was an interview with him uh, and a big profile in, in the Washington Post. And one of the things is he said there is a certain pleasure in achieving a world championship Um does does he have a real sense of pride in what he has accomplished? Definitely. Um, we kind of, we, we were talking back and forth, just, you know, how you could motivate others, but he, he really wanted, it was all goal oriented. He, you know, even as the, within the, at the micro level, his training sessions, he had the target for a distance to hit. And then he got huge satisfaction of achieving all these goals. Um, so he was certainly enjoyed the wellness part of it. He enjoyed being able to eat a lot more because he was training so much. He enjoyed the sense of mood he got from it. But, you know, he enjoyed the com competitive side of it as well, for sure. He knew all the guys. They'd have some banter in the dressing rooms after. So he had lots of friends with it. And he enjoyed that whole social process with it. Um, for sure. What a remarkable man. Um, really quite something. I'm glad to hear about him and we hope that he continues rowing for many years to come. Lorcan, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All the best. Lorcan Daly is an assistant lecturer in sport and exercise science at the Technological University of the Shannon in Ireland. Hey, I'm Johanna Wagstaff. And hi there, I'm Rohith Joseph. And we're asking for 10 minutes of your day to go through the 10 things that the UN recommends we can all do when it comes to climate change. Please don't leave. No. And also the things <laughs> aren't new. We are just wired to not do them. We promise you to help you figure out your brains and you and your people can make better choices to combat climate change. 10 Minutes to Save the Planet is available now on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. I think I just feel better and, and more alive today than, than three, five, or, or, or 10, or 20 years ago. I can do what I want. I have 
no restriction. Michel Cara is 72 years old. Ten years ago, he joined what was supposed to be a 12-week research study at the University of Quebec in Montreal. That's when I learned that I wasn't in such a good shape, you know, <laughs> when I started. I thought I was in shape. I used to train and do some martial arts and cycling a lot. You know, I did the right for cancer from Montreal to Quebec City and stuff like that. So I thought it was going to be a breeze. But after those 12 weeks, the difference was huge. Today, I wouldn't see myself not going to the gym two or three times a week. It's become part of my life. I am stronger. What I could do once at a maximum weight 10 years ago is uh, like 15 or 20 pounds less than my warm-ups today. So my strength has improved. Uh, and my general condition has improved also. My stamina, overall, my health is probably better than it was 10 years ago. Michel Cara was under the supervision of Professor Milène Aubertin Lehydre. She is in the Department of Physical Activity at the University of Quebec in Montreal, specializing in aging and exercise, also a researcher at the Research Centre on Geriatrics at Montreal. Milène, hello to you. Hi. What do you remember about Michel's group when they first started with you? Yeah, it's a big souvenir for us because they, they arrive, they are thinking that they are fit, and uh, we we organize the research to, to keep people they are officially healthy, that we call normal aging, and we propose them to start to be trained uh, using a structure and supervised exercise, focusing on power and strength. And it was amazing the improvement from Michelle, but from other men and women that were being involved in that. What sort of improvement did you see? Many of them improved by 50% their strength wow. after just 12 weeks. So which it was very impressive. But what was very impressive is that half of them start to continue the training, even if it's a, they were inactive before or just doing by leisure physical activity, such as cycling or walking. And nowadays, they are most as Michel said, they are more fit than 10 years ago. So that is, uh, for us, the key of the success. It's interesting because he also says that this is part of who he is now. This is part of his life. There are physical yeah. benefits to this exercise. But what do we know about the mental benefits of this sort of exercise as we get older? Yeah, just recently there are a publication that come out and show that by training yourself, you can improve your mental health, uh, so depression, anxiety, but also cognition. And what is good, it's, it has been believed before that it's just aerobic exercise that can improve this um, aspect of the health. And in fact, this new meta-analysis show that even resistance training is efficient to improve uh, depression and anxiety symptoms or cognition. So everything that you can do will be good for your health. That can, can deal with depression. Yeah, definitely. That's fascinating. I mean, have a listen. Part of this is about when people can start. Here he is with one more piece of advice. You can start any age. That, that's what I believe. It's never too late. Whether you're 50, 60, 70, or 80, give it a go. Give it a try. You'll see, you know, it'll take a few weeks, but you'll see the improvement. Is, is, is he right? Is it never too late? Definitely, it's never too late. And this is my uh, trend marks when I speak with older adults. It's never too late and do not hesitate to do 
uh, every minute counts. So do not hesitate to start with one minute, two minutes per day. And after that, increase when you feel better and mm. better on your fitness. So it's never too late and it's never too low. You know, the amounts that you can do. What, what, what is the type of exercise that's most important? I mean, is it aerobic exercise? Is it, as you said, resistance exercise and strength building? It's, it's a balance, you know. Of course, if you want to keep your muscle and your strength stronger and stronger, the best is resistance training and muscle working on power. So you need to increase the speed or the tempo of your movement. But if you like aerobic exercise, if you like flexibility, start with what you like. Because that is a problem, you know, as a specialized on exercise physiology or physical activity and aging, of course, uh, what we recommend is to do resistant exercise and after that combine with a small amount of aerobic and flexibility. But the problem is the majority of older adults are inactive in Canada. Even if they know, even if they hear like today, the fact that physical activity can be benefits and it's never too late to start. So it's because we put a lot of pressure on the type of exercise they need to perform. So for me, I think the first key message that we need to start is start with what you like. Mm. And after that, when you feel better and when you keep these habits in your lifestyle, you can start to, to do more specific exercise that will help you to improve your fitness. Are there exercises that can be adapted and developed for those as we age who who may suffer through illness, who might have a disability, perhaps who may be living with dementia. Are, are, are they, th those individuals, are, are they also able to participate in exercise? And are there exercises that can yeah. be created for them? Yeah, definitely. It, it's, it's what we are doing as a kinesiologist. We are specialized on phys adapted physical activity. And the adapted is for population who age or with chronic disease or with mental health or with obesity. So, of course, you need to find the good professional to help you to not have injuries or disabilities increased due to the exercise. But yes, it's never too late and everyone can start is not a problem. Give us then, we just have a minute or so left. Give us one tip for somebody who wants to get started. What should, where should they begin if they think, you know what, I'm too old, I haven't done this, I have done too far along, I can't. You say none of that matters. So what's one thing that they can do to start right now? Yeah, what I, every time what I like to start is with a walk. So Just go for a walk. Just go for a walk. And after that, uh, between two light of the city, increase the speed. So you walk as a usual speed, and after that, during one block, you increase your speed. And to increase your speed, you need to have some difficulty to breathe, for example, to have... So while you are walking, you need to speak with some difficulty, and you have a, at a moderate intensity. And what you can do between the other block is to come back to usual, and to the other block, you can squat sometime just to increase your strength, and after that, you continue increase the speed, go back to your normal, squat, go back to the normal, increase the speed. So just do a walk without material, start like that, and you will see you will increase all what you need at the first. Because that is also a problem mm. for the resistance training. Most of the time you need to have a gym equipment and this is not accessible everywhere. But if you can, that will be perfect to do some squat, leg press, mm. leg curl, pull up or bench press. But right. Just get out That's for a walk tips. as a first step. Yeah. Milan, thank you very much. Great to talk to you.
it's a, it was my pleasure. Thank you very much. Milan Aubertin-Lehedre is the professor of, in the Department of Physical Activity at the University of Quebec in Montreal, specializes in aging and exercise. One final stop on our tour today, and that is at a community center gym in North Vancouver. The weight here is on 90 pounds, and I'm stretching the back muscles with this. I'm Barry Street, I'm 87, and here's my first exercise equipment here. Of course, I, you can't see it, but this is one where I strengthen my leg muscles. One of my favorites, this. As we grow older, we lose some elasticity, we lose some balance, we lose some muscle mass, etc. I don't want to sound like the Grim Reaper because most of these issues can be addressed through exercise. I can attest to this with conviction. There are, of course, many kinds of exercises for seniors to keep themselves fit. And you don't necessarily have to run, bike or swim or even go to the gym. For instance, you might try... Um, Yoga, Tai Chi, social dancing, walking, stretching. Somewhere you'll find an activity with your name stamped on it. <laughs> I like to uh, count my steps every day. So I aim for eight to 10,000 steps every day. And I just got a notification from my Fitbit saying that I walked from the North Pole to the South Pole a distance of 25 million steps in six years. So that adds as a motivator. <laughs> my weekly routine, as I mentioned, the steps, I go to the gym a couple of times a week. I play some pickleball and tennis, and I do a fair amount of stretching. Even lining up at Tim Horns for my morning coffee, I'll be stretching in the lineup. Back stretches, leg stretches, lunges, squats. People think I'm weird, but that's okay. <laughs> Exercising has a huge impact on my life, and it literally changed my life it's changed my mood it's given me more agility alacrity given me better cognitive fitness better cardiovascular stronger heart helped me to sleep better what's more it's given me zest and passion for life I wouldn't have this zest and passion without my life of uh, fitness. So I recommend it strongly to everyone. We can't control the aging process, but we can influence it because we all have the ability to be the best version of ourselves at any age level. Barry Street runs a website that has fitness tips from an 87-year-old. He was working out in North Vancouver. Would love to hear from you on this. Have you or someone you know started exercise later on in life? How's it going? What does it give you? I can't imagine my life without exercise. But I also 
have this dream of being like, you know, doing the rowing at the championship level, but being able to exercise later on in life. And I would love to know what that is like from other people. So let us know the story of how you have continued to stay active and fit later on in life. You can email us thecurrent at cbc.ca or yes, record a voice memo just on your phone and then email it to us, thecurrent at cbc.ca. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.